You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Wiles. And this is going to be a wild ride, so buckle up, kids. <laughs> buckle up, buckle up. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> we're already laughing, and nothing has been said. So we're sitting outside today by our pool because Gilby is still in the studio hogging it up, and we can't go in there. Doesn't he know that it's our studio? Yeah, he has not relinquished uh, his rights to the studio yet. We um, have to put our neon back up and just, like, let him, like, seriously. Remind him that it who's who's studio it really <laughs> the nerve of that man. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have one of our dearest friends. Yes. She has come to sit in and visit with us today and just, you know, commiserate. Her name well, I affectionately call her La Lopez, but <laughs> her name is actually Lisa Lopez Cronin. Welcome, my dear friend Lisa. <laughs> 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 so, okay, I think, Barb, you know how Lisa and I met, right? Uh, you should tell but everybody, I'll tell the but story yes, I do it's, know. It's actually quite funny. She'll tell you the story, and then I'll try, tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lisa and I met because one day I was minding my own business. I was at work in my office at Frankie B, just doing my thing, and I get a phone call from this lovely-voiced woman and she says, hello, my name is Lisa, and I work for a TV show called Rock of Love. And I was like, you had me at Rock of Love. <laughs> and um, we want to talk to you about casting you for this show. And at that time, this was like, what, Lisa, in 2008? Yeah, it was the early 2000s. So yeah. 2008, because I just finished Rock of Love, and we were about to do a spin Rock, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Yes, if, of if course. If any of you listening did not see that, wow, did you miss out. Yeah, that was a, that was a wild one. If you didn't yeah. see that <laughs> bandana coming, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and that show was like, if you didn't see it, it is like the bat. It's like the rock and roll version of The Bachelor, right? Exactly. Well said. Uh, and yeah. a, yes, it, yeah. it, it was the rock and roll version of The Bachelor. Barb, why mm-hmm. am I now having issues with my I necklace? Know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's because we can't like wear yawning. one necklace. We have to wear 30 at yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're, I don't know. If, one, if one's good, many more are better. So yeah, so, so Lisa yeah, it was a really up. popular show at the time, Rock of Love. We were doing. Um, I worked for a company on VH1. called. Yeah, it was on VH1. I worked for a production company called Fifty One Minds, and at that time, we were just finishing up all of our of love, uh, Flavor of Love, which was a huge hit with Flavor Flay of Public Flavor Enemy. Flay. Yep. I and worked then, with him too. It's so isn't funny. he wonderful? Such a yeah. small, he's such one a of small my world. favorite favorite. Yeah, he's killer. you know people in the world he really is he's quite he's funny awesome. and quite quite an intellectual at that mm-hmm. yeah so then uh we started doing rock of love with brett michaels 
uh, and then that wonderful, amazing piece of beautiful work turned out <laughs> turned out to spin off another show that we were starting. Uh, we had done one season of it before, but it was called Charm School. Charm School with Sharon Stone. You're no, very, not I'm Sharon sorry. Stone. Oh, Sharon forgive Osborne. me, Sharon Actually, Osborne. Yeah, you're a very good friend. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. It's so funny how it's, what a small the, world. The, the six Isn't degrees of separation absolutely. is so strange. But it was so funny because Lisa called me up and she was like, you know, we want to cast you on this show, and I was like, well. I don't really do TV. I don't really want to do TV. I'm not an actress. I don't know how to do that. She's like, oh, no, no, no. You can just be your, you know, <laughs> bitchy self. Just, you know? Amplify, amplify <laughs> just be you. The bitch factor a little bit. And... Well, yeah, that's I... the funny part of it. It was like I cold called her um, because we were in a meeting with uh, my executives with Ricky Rockman, and we were sitting around the room. I was the only female in the room at the time, and all the guys were like, you know, we need deans. We've got Sharon. She, Sharon is the headmistress of the show, so we need two deans. We need a female dean and a male dean. And we had Ricky as our male dean. And I was like, well, you know, we could... What about this person? What about that person? And he and I... Sat. You mean I wasn't the first thought? Well, no, wait, not not out of my head. <laughs> Shocking. Not, not out of my head. But he said, uh, I talked to him separately, and I was like, gosh, I'm really, who can I use? Who can I use? And I knew a little bit about Frankie B, not a lot, but um, he mentioned his motorcycle friend, Gilby Clark, that he mm-hmm. rides with. And he was so lovely in the way he introduced Daniela into my life. He said, she's amazing. She has a business. She's gorgeous. She's a mom. She's a mother. All these wonderful things, which I wanted for our, our, our lead you know, female dean. I wanted her to be a woman of substance and a woman of power. Because she was obviously going into the house to help these these. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. <laughs> do I call them young, amazing, striving women, or do I just call them the girls of rock of love? I don't know. Figure it out for yourself. Um, Pretty train wrecks. Right, right. Pretty little train wrecks, yes. Well, they were, you know, the, the whole premise of the show was they were the ones that he didn't choose at the finale of Rock of Love. And so now they were going to go through charm school and learn to be women in business or women of, uh, of, of you know, substance well, yeah, and it, not it, just... It definitely, uh, it grew from that. We're thinking in the beginning more of an etiquette kind of a, lo- you know, welcome to Mrs. Blah, Blah, Blah. Yeah, take house rock of tea girls. And, yeah. You know, house of tea and proper manners and those kinds of things. Yeah. And, uh, and so when Ricky mentioned Daniela, I went home and did my research, like heavy research. And I remember driving around one day and he had given me her phone number, her direct line. And I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to call her. I pulled over on the side of the road. I'm like, you don't know, know me from anybody, but I, I have the show. I'd love to take you to coffee or talk to you about it, you know. And she was really amazing and warm and welcoming. And so, Was I really? You really that, were. That goes against my <laughs> reputation. I'm not sure I want that out there. <laughs> well, no, it was only towards me because, you know, Aquarians think alike. So, uh, yeah, we got on. We got on okay on the line. Um, yeah, and, it was It was actually, it was, it was hilarious because I, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to do the show, but my daughter Frankie was like, oh, you're doing that show. (laughs) You're doing that show immediately. So basically, yeah, and I I owe everything that I have in my life because (laughs) uh, to the actual amazing Frankie, because (laughs) honestly, by Daniela doing charm school for us was just fantastic. And the best thing that came out of that was 
over 10 years later, I mean, we're almost inseparable at this point, you know, where this is true. it's just, it's, it's been an amazing ride. It hasn't ended. Yeah. You know? well, I don't became, think it ever will. We became really good friends <laughs> after that. I don't know. I think we might've bonded over those faux leather pants that you gave me, the leggings. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, season tickets to the Lakers. To the Lakers. Yes. Oh. Correct. Yes. Correct. The Lakers was a big deal for us. Yeah. But yeah, so we became really good friends and Lisa is a, well, you tell them you are a producer you I'm 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 definitely a jack of all trades you are Um, I started off as a makeup artist I've been an executive producer to celebrities Uh, I'm sorry executive assistant I've been a reality TV producer I have helped produce some musicians I have helped produce tons of people I suppose and I run a little mentorship for young women and uh, you know I try to I try to stay busy all the time, that, every day. That's the thing that I think is so remarkable about you is that, and why I thought it would be good if you came and, and just had a conversation Aww. with us, was because you are such a champion for young women. And uh, ever since I've known you, you've always championed young women, and you're always there to help people, uh, help women, and uh, encourage them, inspire them. And, uh, I mean, you've taken so many young women under your wing. It's been unbelievable to watch. I think that's been... I'm going to um, start a mentorship for young men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. I did that I'm after... I them in under my Barb, wing. I did that after my divorce. I'll fill you in later. <laughs> yes, Boy, actually. Boy, was yes, that fun. Yes, you did, sister. <laughs> I won't name names. But anyways, um, that is one of... I think you can talk about, you know, working in entertainment pretty much my whole life since I was in, a teenager and to go through all the glitz and glamour of it, you know, that people talk about. But for me, at the end of the day, the most glamorous part of it is being able to meet all these young women that I've met all over the world, to be quite honest. I mean, I've got young women in England, in South Africa, at New York. I've brought girls out from Philadelphia and Tennessee. It was this big thing I used to do, you know, in the late 2000s where I was able to because I was married and I had a very large house at the time and I I had some money and I didn't really know what to do with it and I thought why not talk to these young women that I meet I like to talk I meet them I'm out what do you want to do with your life where are you going what's this what's that about and when it relates to entertainment I feel like I've known so much growing up in the business that I wanted to help guide them so I would say listen here's one year come out to LA, you can live in my house, free rent, free board, there are rules, no overnighters, no drugs, <laughs> you know, seriously, I, I'm yeah, trying to run a family at the same time too, you know, right. so, and they would, and I would put them in positions of working in uh, production as a PA, as an executive assistant, uh, whatever it was, I, I geared them and steered them into the direction of what they wanted to do in entertainment. That's awesome. And I think um, I've made amazing amazing relationships not all of them are great you know you've got your bad seeds in there but I've done my best for all of them and I think at this point I have probably put together men and women 25 to 30 young people that are actually working in the business today as directors camera operators supervising story producers uh, executive producers I mean I go to bed at night and at the end of the day, if it's a shitty day, I think about those things and I'm like, I'm really 
I'm really happy bad, that I was right? able to do that. That's awesome. It makes me fulfilled. Yeah, for yeah, sure. and and that's. I, I mean, I think like it, it's always the goal is like, can you make a difference? You know, what can you do to, to you know, help people and and one hundred percent kind of make a difference? Because it, for me, it's like I, I think about that too. Like, what have I accomplished? Yeah. What can you know? Right, what of course? What can I do to, you know, help make things a little better for people? In my case, I'm all about making people feel better about their booties, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is nothing wrong with that. You know, it's but, a very important thing to feel good about. But I think that uh, people can really take from that because you can kind of go, okay, well, you know, what what can I contribute to society? Well, what you know, you, you giggle about it saying making people's booties feel better. But, you know, I think at this point of the game, just even trying to help someone years ago who is now someone so large and so huge that maybe I don't speak to so much or so often that person now has the ball to go ahead and do it do you know what I mean so yeah yeah, you know it's all about just consistency like if they've learned anything from me they would help their next person move ahead so it's the little things you know I I really do take pride in the little things a lot that's great yeah so Lisa. Yes. <laughs> now that we've got like, you know. Enough of the soft talk. The soft <laughs> substance out of the way. Let's talk about my matchmaking skills. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Whoa. Okay, well, let me just say, for those of you that need that a matchmaker. That is my contribution. <laughs> She's better this than. This woman uh, is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> Patty Stanger better watch out. Oh, poor Patty. <laughs> better watch is on. out. So what would you like to know? News. Okay, so Lisa, Lisa was... My um, biggest flaw in life is that I tell the truth about everything. That's how I keep my youthful looks. <laughs> That's why we're honest you as purge, fuck. Yeah. You purge the truth. Yeah, so Lisa was married for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> and found herself single... At how did you do ta- that? Could you share? In life, found herself single at a time in life that isn't so easy. You know, when you're, you know, past your 40s? Of certain stature. Well, first of all, yeah. I'll say, yes, when you're past a certain age, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. But I don't think about myself as an age person. I'm definitely, you know, the calendar is telling me what number I am every year. However, in this insane mind of mine that happens i'm a i'm a skateboarding rock star fun as fuck motherfucker yeah you are i don't really know else know how else how to say it i mean it's true my true companion can attest to that (laughs) (laughs) so true because uh lisa has now become uh Best friends with um, my daughter, Frankie. <laughs> In fact, short story, Frankie is my fairy goddaughter, um, and I love her more than anything in the world because she's the only 20-something-year-old that can uh, stay out with me till 6 a.m., come home looking green, get on a plane, and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll drink you. <laughs> True. And where did that diamond earring go missing? And that's where the story ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so back to being single. Yeah. yeah, so being single at a certain stature is always quite a scary concept. Yeah, very Because, scary. you know, it's one thing in this town, in L.A., where we live, where everybody looks like a freaking supermodel. And they just seem to be being born younger and younger every day. 
<laughs> it is quite a terrifying notion yeah. to be single when you're in a certain stature. So, you know, I obviously watched you go through that. It's not easy, but how did you kind of navigate that? Let's let's kind of yeah. share that. At your, how did you decide to, you know, pick yourself back up? Because obviously when a marriage ends, it, it is devastating. This is true. Okay, how did I pick myself up? Well, how you put yourself back out there? Like how, you know, how did you find well, the courage uh, again, to... Again, it, it was not... All truth be told, it was not an easy road, you know. I went through a pretty hellish divorce, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I spent a whole year pretty much in my room trying to figure it out, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with the help of reality TV and crying and a beautiful word called Jameson's. <laughs> you know, um, and I got out there. I started hanging out with my friends again, and, you know, I... Had a, I dabbled in a little affairs here and there because I wanted to feel like a woman again. You know, I wanted mm -hmm. to feel like I mattered because I didn't feel like I mattered anymore, especially at my age. And I did it responsibly. You know, I did what I, I went out, had fun, enjoyed Wait a my responsibly. Come on, all right. Think about who's sitting here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, when I say responsibly, recklessly is a better word. When I say when I say responsibly, I guess I meant I kept it in my room for six months, so we weren't <laughs> drunk driving or anything like that. So uh, that's yeah. what you were you having fun. By responsible. I was thinking condoms. I don't know what you were talking. about. Well, yeah, about. condoms were involved in the beginning. Yeah, so that's responsible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, condoms, staying at home, drinking at home. You know, at least breaking during the day. You know, to take a break from sex for a while. But to be quite honest. I threw myself sex uh, into sex for the first six months. And I don't know if that was responsible or if that was just my psyche trying to get me back to where I needed to be. You know, after being with someone for 13 years and that being the only man that I was with mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's gone. It's like, as a woman, you're like, what do I fucking do with myself now? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that gets to that. That's in the latter part of the story, which is great. So I did that for a little bit. And then it's so weird. It, it is. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. It's so difficult because when you, I remember you going through it and it's, it's so heartbreaking because everything you thought your life was going to be, it's not going to be that now. And, it, you know, it's going to be different. Who's to say it's going to be, you know, worse or, or better or Well, who's or to say? Same, but it, who's to know. say is the person that's going through it. Exactly. That's who's to say. That's right. So I did go through a really bad spell. I'm very, very, very fortunate in my life to have a good family and mm -hmm. really amazing women in my life that checked in on me that were there for me Huge that let me cry system. in their laps all of that you know yeah. and finally once you start picking yourself up and you start getting your body together again working out clearing your head eating healthier getting out there going to the parties in the backyard barbecues and stuff and smiling again you know uh men start to take notice you know the proper men i think start to take notice at that point so uh that's kind of what happened after about two years of being single. And I guess I can say now at this point, um, after two years. And you put yourself out there. I mean, you did some. Boy, of the, did I put yeah, myself. Yeah, you did some <laughs> dating apps. fucking dating apps can dating, suck it. They can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> dating apps suck. But, uh, I can't tell you how many horrible dates I went on. 
Do you know, but I but I suffered through them because I was like, there has to be more out there. Do you know what I mean? There Wait, has you have to, be. to tell one of your horror dating stories. There was one. What was that one where he showed up? Um, oh my God, it was so funny. You had me in stitches. Oh, oh. <laughs> Do we name names? No. I went on a date with this guy and ended up coming going back to my house to sit outside only and have a glass of wine. So I'm a very hospitable woman I put out wine and which uh, by the way I was totally against yes, this situation because was. I do not believe that on a first date when you're just meeting someone right. you bring them to your house of course yeah but okay. also I'm from the hood so I don't I don't <laughs> I don't scare easy <laughs> so I, I set out a beautiful <laughs> bottle of French wine and charcuterie with the cheese and the meat I did this beautiful spread for him I swear this kid hadn't eaten in about two and a half years he sucked down my my pancetta and prosciutto like it was nothing I was like slow down buddy there's more where that came from drank wine I mean he he, he was drinking wine like he was drinking gallons of water so I thought wow I had empathy for him. I was sad for him. I thought he hadn't <laughs> eaten in a while. No, just yeah. that you need a son. Yeah, another baby. Oh, dear. So then we went on a little walk around my yard, and he was telling me how beautiful I was, and or am, and he was right. And then, <laughs> and then he, he took his hand, and he decided, which I thought he was going to take a nice little, like, take me in for a hug. But no, he took his hand, and he shoved it into the side of my beautifully blonde, very expensive hair. <laughs> and he started twisting it and twisting his world? hand around my hair and telling me how much he liked my hair. And I was like, you have to get out of my hair. Like, you're going to break my fucking blonde. Like, it's expensive. Do you get what I'm saying? So it was just hideous. I had to throw him out. It was what just horrible. Yeah, he, and he was like, the can I call you? Maybe, maybe he was an aspiring hairdresser. Can I call you tomorrow? The answer's no. Go away. Yeah. There was a date once where I, I met this guy, and it seemed beautiful. I mean, he was twice the size of his picture, but I thought, whatever, be a friend. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up giving him a ride home. He lived in a cul-de-sac. There were there were no other homes. Basically, his house looked like where you go to take the bodies. And I got out before I became a body. So, yeah, yeah. horrible dating experiences. Yeah, yeah, it's sketchy. I was thinking, like, gosh, you know, people back in the day used to always meet at other people's houses. You know, people need to have, like, cocktail parties or have little mixers or have, you know, dinner parties or just to hang. I love that. Because that's how people meet meet each other and, and really can meet people well, of, that's that how are I like-minded. The, the beautiful Barbara Ann. I mean, honestly, yes, you know. You. And now we're sitting here today in this, like, amazing, loving friendship, you know. And that is how people used to meet back in the day. And yeah, I yeah. believe they sh still should because who doesn't like a cocktail party at no. someone's house? Yeah, I think that that's like, it's such a lost art. It's of, lost. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my parents always had people over for some coffee and cake. Yeah, <laughs> had to have the cake with the coffee. Or yeah. yeah. So and sweet. I just wish that people did that more often because I think it's such a nice way. Well, you sure did. And thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. So Lisa was, Lisa was at our house for a uh, Memorial Day Memorial barbecue. Day, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, not to bring a damper on this parade, but I was going through something, a very life-changing. Oh, she was in a, she was, oh, don't even try and sugarcoat it. She walks into my house that day for the barbecue. Well, first of all, I had to like persuade her like crazy to come to it in the first place. And then she shows up, walks in the door, looks at me and goes, 
I'm in no mood for any of this. I'm in a really bad place, and I'm just not happy right now, okay? So don't expect much from me today. Exactly. I wasn't. I looked at her, and then one of Gilby's friends came walking in, who's a biker, full of tattoos, just to paint the picture. I turned around, I looked at him, and all of a sudden, I had like one of those light bulb moments, and I went, oh my God, he's single. And (laughs) so I looked at her, and I go, Lisa, take a look over my shoulder over there. Do you like what you see? And she said, yeah, why? And I go, it's single. <laughs> she did. She's like, it's single. And you're single. And, and I said, get it out of your head. Don't even. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in a fucking mood. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to happen. I'm not doing it. So then we coasted along the party for a little bit, gave her, uh, gave her a cocktail, gave her some time to unwind. And then I said, do you want to meet him? Yes, I want to meet him. Introduce me. I love meeting people. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. you're super personable. Yeah. So we did. We met um, and we chatted for a bit and it was a really nice chat. And as I was chatting with him, I was really taking it in, you know, as I do when I'm shopping for fashion. I like to look <laughs> at everything, especially the label. So I looked at his label and I thought, well, that's a lovely label, you know. <laughs> and so we just chatted and the end of the day it was near and I had to get going and we were ta- he and I were discussing what's it like to be on dating apps, and he wasn't so thrilled with it at the time, and nor was I. And so we said goodbye, and as I was leaving, he goes, well, I guess I'll have to find you on Hinge. And I said, well... <laughs> I'm right here, buddy. I said, darling, here's my phone. Put your number in it. Let's just, you know, let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> if you'd like to find me on anything, just call me. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been... Um, probably the best five and a half almost six months of adult relationship one could ever ask for and I can't stop smiling yes. oh, that's so beautiful yay, I love yay. it I'm so, so happy <laughs> so happy she's so happy you did great look at me playing cupid yes. great. aren't I just the cupid you are but you know I think that that's I, I I really think that that's something that people need to try to do more often is have more people over, you know, and especially once you become vaccinated, a, a, <laughs> vaccinated and, you know, please. a certain stature. I don't want anyone else. Please, please be vaccinated. And no, but it is a really good idea. Yeah, because, you know, people our age don't really want to go to bars and clubs anymore. We don't want to use the apps, you know. So what's the next best way to meet people is by, you know, just uh, having these little get togethers and meeting At people my New your Year's friends. Eve party. Yes, yes, I can't wait for that. That's going to be very exciting. Very exciting. Yep. You know, that's the thing is like, we, have, we have a holiday party um, every year. We didn't last year, obviously. But every year, uh, Gilby and I and Frankie host a, a holiday party at our house. The it's best. a major event. Major. <laughs> Huge. It's, it's pretty funny because uh, all the way into like by usually by September everybody starts asking us about it <laughs> so it's it's really a fun party and the reason why I think it's so fun is because we invite all of our friends we usually have anywhere from 100 to 200 people at our house and it always turns into you know obviously we always have lots of food lots of um, drinks and um, you know everybody gets all dolled up but the thing that's really fun about it is it always turns into some kind of a jam and it loosens everything up. So, um, and people meet each other. I ha- can't even tell you. I think that one thing that I'm good at is I'm good at connecting people. Without a doubt. Oh, if you don't mind, I'd like to say this is where 
and I've seen this for over 10 years now, you know, in our relationship is I, I have a nickname for my girl and I call her the fifth element. <laughs> she is my fifth element because I've seen it. I've seen it no matter where we go or where we're at. She makes connections and connections make connections and they're great connections 100%. and they're lasting connections. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it great? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I've yet to go somewhere with her, with Daniela that someone doesn't say oh, Daniela I'm like oh my god it's worse than being with Zach <laughs> like she knows someone ev- everywhere I love it's it. really great but I love the fact that you have such an eclectic group of people in your life right. which I'm lucky enough that you share so yeah well, I like I like to share my friends I like for them to like each other I love connecting people and, and I think it's important that people do that especially maybe when that's you have your next career yeah maybe you should start a matchmaking service maybe. or friend a friend making a friend oh no i love service. this i'm sorry i'm producing a show in my head right now all of a sudden <laughs> it's like you bring in the enemy and you bring in the other one oh, and no. she's in the middle and oh, by the no. time they leave it's kumbaya my friends <laughs> that would that would be great if that were if that were to happen but i mean i do think it's it's a really uh, lost tradition that Lost I think would be art without yeah, a it's, doubt. It's so nice for people to have these little get-togethers at their house and especially now during the holidays there's no better excuse than to have a few people over especially if you're vaccinated and all is good and even outdoors it's still nice. Well that's the one part I think and probably the only part I miss about being married was when I was I threw dinner parties. Entertained. Right. Yeah. I was always entertaining. Yeah. Um, and she she and Gilby were always at the table. You know, just, just a dinner party for any chance. Like, oh, someone sneezed today. I'm throwing a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. Yeah. yeah, you I do mean, like to entertain oh, a lot. Oh, I love it's, it. It's yeah. amazing between, I mean, obviously what, what's going on with, in the world with all the electronics and, and digital, the digital age on every level, you know, music, social networking, it's it's changed everything so much that I think people younger than us they don't know how to even have social interactions. So I think that you add COVID for the last you know 19 months or whatever. We definitely think that it would be a really great thing for people to learn how to be with someone face to face and in a group. Well, I think that now Connect that... Connect anymore. It, it, totally. And I think that now that things are starting to maybe come out on the other end, that we should make a little bit more of an effort to socialize more and bring each other together. You know, what, not just to introduce people to each other, but just to, like, socialize, you know, just have people around it's healthier well it's nice to put the phones down and actually sit across the table and and you know talk to each other break bread uh, toast that that glass of wine you know something like that it's it's very much human nature to be that way and I think the more that we are on our phones and um, texting one another our problems or I love you's or whatever we lose a little bit of that every day yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah can't wait for your uh, little uh, yes I have new an idea shindig. for a, a, a New Year's Eve shindig Frankie I see that smirk that means she and I are running off somewhere. <laughs> we're all hanging out today, by the way. It's like it, it's a, it, we're all around the pool. Frankie's joining because she loves Barb and Lisa, and we've got, you know, so we're all kind of hanging out. 
Yes. And when we have a shindig tonight, too, don't we? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I look for any excuse in the world to go roller skating. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Scorpio season. Let's get together and go roller skating. Well, it's actually your birthday. Well, it's coming up. But yes. I just really thought everyone kept saying to me, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I want to go roller skating. Let's just get as many of our girlfriends as we can and like just have fun. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. I am planning my outfit as of yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. What am I going to wear? You know, know, I'm going balls to the wall. It's crazy, ladies. You won't recognize me. (laughs) Is there a theme night tonight? I don't remember. No, um, it's just regular old roller Roller skating. skating, Okay, there is a theme night. It's let your freak flag fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. it's so I don't want you to be, you know, jealous or anything, but Gilby did put um, light up wheels on my roller skates. I got mine on yesterday. <gasps> You're yeah. Everybody's gonna be so jealous. Of I me. need your I just husband's, hope I don't fall. I need your husband's skills because as you can see, I'm pretty beat up. I've got Aww. cuts all over my hands because I was being tool time girl as usual and I was trying to change the toe stops on my skates and I don't know if I Ended up stripping the nut or not. I, oh, you should give it to Gilby. He's so good well, at that. Well, I figured I'm going to ask him if he would. Yeah, do you have him I, here today? I do. Oh, and I perfect. The you know what Gilby key. actually offered? He said to me, please tell Barb that if she wants the light-up uh, wheels, I'll do hers for her, too. Oh, I, I went over to Val Surf and I did it, but I... I I thought, oh, I'm going to get new toe stops. There's all kinds of ways you could decorate your roller skates. And I got one on, and it looks really cool. What kind and of toe stop? What, 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 oh, what, what, you'll have to, I'll have to show you oh, after. No. This yeah. is a whole roller skate. <laughs> it's a, it's a you whole have entered, You have entered the, uh, the Pandora's I'm box not, of roller skating. I, listen, we I'm are not rehashing gonna, our youth. I'm not going to pat myself on the <laughs> back, but I did spend the majority of my young life at Moonlight Roller Rink, you know. Oh, well, no. that's I was really young. exciting. She's going to show me up to and so I will say there is a little bit of a pirouette type of thing that oh, may happen <laughs> you know I, I used to I used to have it all going on and then I feel like I've had to re- re- relearn I mean I could skate around the ring yeah. but I used to be able to skate backwards I used to be able to do all kinds of artistic things that I'm slowly trying to do again but I haven't really had the nerve to do them out on the skate rink floor because mostly we've been skating outdoors and it's a whole different world inside of a rink but I will say that you know Zach and I where we grew up we grew up in a little town that still doesn't have a clothing store and it's it was in New Jersey but you would think it was rural and the farmland near the near the shore so it was like a really sleepy little town and the only thing to do there was roller skate and so I mean Zach was quite the speed skater in his youth which before he started playing guitar now he won't get on skates because he's afraid he'll break his hands and he will you know i i may have you know kissed many a boy at the roller skating <laughs> rink and uh, i didn't get class flirt for for no reason well, that's but, why you go um, roller I spent skating. the majority of my youth in uh that's in so funny that you got well. class flirt. i did zach reminds me all the time because you don't seem like that at all to me 
I'm different with boys. Yeah, you know, like I, I gotta I, watch you around my husband. <laughs> me too. I, I love your husband. <laughs> uh, I'm different with boys too. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I just, very different. I've always loved. You know, I have four sisters, so I just I love male energy. Yeah. I just you know yeah. I just find them to be, and for the most part, I don't want to discourage mm-hmm. any ladies on the show because as as an adult, I love my ladies and I love. I mean, I'm definitely a cheerleader for women and and yeah. you know I love um, that about you. Everyone succeed, but I love male energy. I just find them to be a lot of fun. Like I managed the boys' baseball team in high school because I love baseball, and I got to ride on the bus as the only girl with a whole busload of jocks. And I've always—that's always just been. I'm like anything to get me away from that, you know. I don't know that catty energy because right. I grew up with four sisters, so it was really difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love, I love, you know, I, I love sports. I love boys. I love, you know, that whole, you know, like I could fix anything mm-hmm. usually except my toe stop. But do you guys mind if I say this? I, I speak when you said cheerleader and being a cheerleader for. I'm still very much involved and a hundred percent like motivated in my mentorship, you know, with young females. And I know that there are so many young females out there listening to your amazing podcast. It's just so entertaining on so many levels. So I always like to throw it out there that if there is a female that's interested in knowing about what it's like to work in the world of production or just to have a woman who's kind of been down the road, you know, and would like to chat, then I'm always available to be reached through my Instagram and stuff to help out. Um, Just wanted to throw that out there. So yeah, yeah. that's lovely. How did you start? As far as mentorship or or in entertainment? uh, In production. In entertainment. entertainment. Oh my God, such a I started when I was 13 years old. I have been madly in love with entertainment. I wanted to be an actress. And, uh, you know, it's really funny. I grew up in this really, really bad neighborhood in Los Angeles, outside of East Los Angeles. And um, there was, believe it or not, a theater in my neighborhood, an actual theater where people would come in from Hollywood and wherever. And there were thespians. There were, there were actors. They were actually doing it. And I would... I would ride my bike up there. I had a little pink and black huffy, and I would ride her up Three there. Three speed? Uh, no, it's just one uh, of those old banana school seat. banana <laughs> seat. I had the, yeah, I had, that yep, was my I bike. Too. And I was always riding to the very edge of town without fear of being in trouble by my folks. <laughs> but I always wanted to ride outside of town because it was such a bad neighborhood that I grew up in. And I just, I always felt more. I always saw more for myself. I always wanted more from myself. Since I was a child, my mom just told me this story the other day. And I'd go there and I'd watch them and finally got the gumption up to ask if I could work in the ticket booth or I could sweep or I could make popcorn. And they'd let me sit in the back and I watched the actors put on their makeup and I would sit and watch plays. And one day... That worked for me. I went to makeup school and I became a makeup artist. And um, that's how I started in the business. That's amazing. I took a break from that and humbled myself and started uh, serving coffee to executive producers because I needed a job one day. And all the 20-somethings were telling me to get me coffee with this and get me with that with that and, and this and that. And they yelled at me and I was like far older. And I said, well, I was, of course, I'm going to get it for you. But at the same time, I had to look them in the eye and say, and don't ever fucking speak to me like that again. <laughs> we'll meet in the parking lot later. <laughs> so, you know. I gave awesome. it back and I kept giving it back until I achieved the next level and the next level 
and the next level and I'm still not finished. The level awesome. is uh, it's yeah. limitless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It is limitless, and, and, and it, it doesn't matter, like, what age you are, where you are in your yeah. life. You can always Absolutely. pivot into something else. Forever. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that is so interesting about you, uh, both of you, Lisa and Barb, but Barb, I think I know most of her secrets. I think I know yours, too, actually, Lisa. <laughs> but, but the listeners don't. So they, they know most of Barb's secrets now, too, because of Barb's bag of tricks. But you... Okay, you look phenomenally young, and it's so incredible because people are always floored when they find out that you have grandchildren. I do. I have three beautiful grandchildren. Yes, you do. Yes. And it, but honestly, like, you guys can't see her, but she looks like she's 36. Oh, thank you. uh, and in a bathing suit, she looks like she's 25. Yeah. Oh, my she God. Of her in the Stop it. Suit. Go on. <laughs> more, more, please. <laughs> but um, it's true. She looks so, you look so young. And I always oh, tell her it's that Latina up. skin is insane. Will okay. you share some of your anti-aging yes. secrets <laughs> with us? So I am, um, I am part Latina and I am part American Indian. And yes, we do well with the skin. We've been in the sun since the beginning of time. <laughs> um, however, so I think this is my protocol. These are my rituals that I follow. First of all, and I know this may sound funny to some of you, I don't fuck around. Like, I don't lie a lot, ever, hardly ever. Like, it may be a, a baby white lie here and there, you know. With Just the, to protect with the innocent. The, yeah, to protect <laughs> the grandchildren. Like, yeah. you know, I tell the truth. I'm a Grandma pretty, is not... 50. And it's Glamma, by the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or Lisa. <laughs> no, I am. I don't. I, I'm pretty honest. I am. I am pretty much who I am all the time. And as far as beauty products go, there but, are. But, but that's like, like, actually, it's so true. You are so youthful in the way you think. Thank you. And in who you are, you are probably the same person you always were. Because you're, you know, you're, you're pretty wild. And no, I'm, I'm fucking wild. Yeah, you're wild. <laughs> yeah. And you like to have a good time. And I think that that keeps you young, though. That's like a huge but part of it. But that's the thing. Like, I've, during my life. Just the energy Well, part. during my life, I've had people, you know, I will rem- remain nameless. But during my marriage, it was a lot of, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to dress that way? You know, maybe that's not how you should behave at this function. Oh, no, no, and no, my no. thoughts are, go fuck yourself. This function that I'm at will become my function if I want it to be. I'm going to be me, and if you love me, good for you. And if you don't love me, you will love me. Because I'm a good time. I will make you love me. I will make you love me. (laughs) But I've always been that way. I've been the first one in grammar school to get up and say, I'll do it. First one in junior high school to say, I didn't do it. You know, uh, in my life, I have fun. I'm I'm 50 something years old. I skateboard with my grandson. That's awesome. Yes, she does. Party with my fairy goddaughter on a consistent basis, and <laughs> whom I absolutely adore and love. Um, you know, and I I like to have fun, and fun is healthy. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not yeah. doing anything wrong. Um, if I take it too far, I tone it down. You know, but I'm truthful to 
what's in my heart and being happy and being real. It definitely so, shows because thank I you. think, yeah, thank you know, you. there's nothing more beautiful than a smile. I mean, there's just, it just, it sounds so contrived, but it's really true. If you're really a happy person is more beautiful. But you know, when you wake up in the morning, Barb, I mean, I literally do this. Like I, you know, everybody deals with shit on a daily basis. Wow. Nobody knows what's in someone else's closet right. that they're dealing with right everyone's got everybody's something going on. got something and it's heavy it can be so heavy but I do wake up and I do put my feet over the side of the bed and I take a minute and I really do breathe and I really do smile I do crack a smile every morning and stand up and move forward as bad as it's going to be or as good as it's going to get. So, and I believe in that a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think you're a hundred percent right. That is yeah. definitely one of the, and just to talk about beauty, it really is so important. I mean, we've all seen physically pretty people that are horribly ugly to look at because of their body language or their scowl yeah <laughs> the scowl you know the, the, the aura that they put around you know so I think that that's really important that Daniela said that because part of what makes you beautiful isn't really a it's not just a product well, yeah. it's it's because you it's feel true. beautiful so and it, everyone can find a way I learned it from my grandmother my grandmother was a very youthful woman um into her late life and gorgeous I mean just a gorgeous lady but she woke up every day and she went to the kitchen and she made a coffee or a tea and she'd take a cookie or a biscuit or a Danish and she'd sit by herself. I would watch her as a child with her little pinky finger up, smiling and just kind of whistling and eat her Danish or her biscuit and have her tea or her coffee. And she started her day and I thought it was the most beautiful thing I could ever see in my life. To see that was amazing. And that's and why you do that. with me. <laughs> you do that too. I do. <laughs> so let's talk products. Yeah, let's yes. talk products. Are there any? Is there anything that you? Because you know you're a makeup artist and you're so savvy about everything that's out there. Is there anything that you think that has been uh, like your go-to that 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 keeps your? I definitely try everything. Um, being a makeup artist and also being a shopaholic. Mm -hmm. I buy everything and I try everything and I'll know pretty much within a month if it's going to be something that I want to work with for a while. And I'll give every product that I love a good year to see what it's doing for my skin and how it's changing me. Right. So this year, the product that I cannot stay away from, and if I'm saying the word correctly, is the Tatcha, right? Yes, their, oh, their night cream. I use it religiously. Is it the water cream? Which which jar? Which it's, it is the water the, cream. It's, it's the small purple jar. I absolutely love it. I don't leave home without it. It goes on every night. I don't care if I'm gonna pass out with my makeup on. I make sure to take it off. That's the first thing. And lately, I've fallen in love with, believe it or not, uh, Jennifer Lopez J Lo's moisturizing uh, beauty moisturizer with SPF 30 in it. It doesn't smell like heavy SPF. It feels so light on, and it really has toned down a lot of the small age spots that are coming about. You know, really, I have to check it out. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't I'm, checked I'm out her line it. at all. I'm yeah. mad yeah, about it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't I checked it. it out either. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. You've like tried lasers and that kind of oh stuff, my right? God. I tried yeah. everything that's out there. The vampire facials, lasers, what got chemical peels. Every type of, because I actually deal with, I have 
troubled skin. You know, uh, your hormones, my hormones changed when I was, uh, after I gave birth to my daughter and, uh, I'd never experienced a pimple before in my life. And after I gave birth to my daughter, I had cystic acne for about 15 wow. years. It, nothing, not even Accutane took it away. Wow. It was a horrible thing to contend with. At this point, I'm com- I mean, I don't love my scars from the, from the uh, cystic acne, but I embrace them. I learned to live with them. I use the products that help smooth them out and fill them and make them look a little bit better. So, yeah. And you work out a lot, too. I do work out. I hike. I work out. I love, love working out. I love the treadmill. I love weights. Look at these guns. There you go. Doing Mm -hmm. pretty good. So, yeah, I love working out. And working out is super important. Not only is it important for your actual physical body, but for my mind. I need it every day. You know, it's a part of happiness, for sure. The endorphins are amazing. The past few months were actually very, very difficult for you because you went in for a routine pap smear. I did. Which you always do. Yes. And then you were told by your doctor that you had cervical cancer. I was, yes. This year, after after COVID and after everything, well, let, I go, let's go back. After a divorce and then after losing my home and my major career and then All the COVID, things that happened. Yes. Yeah. I found out, I found out this year in May, uh, I had to have a cone biopsy because they found something on my cervix that they didn't like. And so I was sent to an oncologist, which I knew nothing about. I'm not educated like that. You know, I I was just like, okay, this is for the cone biopsy. And I had a cone biopsy and I had to wait a couple weeks. And when the cone biopsy came back, I went to meet my oncologist again. And I was told that I had cervical cancer. I had two types. I had a glandular type on my cervix. And I had more of a sort of epi- epidemious type of cancer on my cervix. One of the cancer w- cancers would take so very long in order for it to harm my life. The other one was a faster moving type of cancer. So lickety split decisions had to be made because I'm in my 50s and I consider myself very youthful and I, I live a very full life. I have children and grandchildren and dogs right. and friends and now I have a boyfriend and so... I had a surgery. I had uh, a full radical hysterectomy. I had that done in um, June. Yes. Yeah. So. And that it, that procedure, as difficult as that procedure sounds and is, yes. um, because, you know, mentally as a woman to have that kind of p- procedure is pretty tough to digest. But when you're in that situation where it's it's a life and death situation, it's a pretty clear decision that you have to make and you have to you know as Lisa said move quickly and you did and the recovery was tough but you did it and they caught it early yes and that is the importance of going and getting yourself checked out I can't say enough and I probably say it too much now because you know I've I've lived a really good life, so I kind of, I know this sounds terrible to say, but I thought I was pretty much untouchable to something like that. And uh, I was told I had cancer. I had to have a radical hysterectomy. I was told that more cancer was found after the radical hysterectomy, and I had to have lymphatic surgery done. So I had two surgeries within four months. Right. And I've been 
recuperating from that still on so many levels. My body's healing fine. I'm getting back to normal. However, it's been a month and a half and I'm dealing with body dysmorphia mm. and obviously depression and, and, you know, mixed emotions about thinking back. Well, you know, I don't have my female parts anymore or how am I different now or will this happen again? Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. there's always something, but I try to work it out every day. Again, working out, being happy, eating healthy, those types of things. But I cannot stress enough, especially for young women who think it's just a pap smear. I don't need to go this year. I'll go next year. You know, I mean, what are they going to, I'm great. I don't feel anything. I don't, you don't have to feel right. anything. You don't have, it doesn't, it, there, there's not a button. Something doesn't go off in your head and say something's wrong with your cervix, your uterus, your breasts, wherever, whatever. Following up with your doctor, taking care of your health, your mm -hmm. body, your mind, and your soul, knowing that you're good, go in, get your pap smears, get your mammograms, do those things. Because before you know it, it just happens and it's there. It doesn't go away, you know? Yeah, I think that that's just so crucial. A lot of people think that, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens to other people and not to them. You just, you have to, you have to be your own advocate and you've got to make those appointments and don't put them off and go and get yourself checked because thank goodness you caught it early and you're going to be fine and uh, yes, you're on the God. road of recovery now. So you were grateful. really inspirational to me because I had a really bad experience in my late 20s with the mammogram. Not that there was anything wrong with the having the mammogram or that I just I had an issue okay. turned out to be okay but it was a very traumatic experience and I had two babies and it was just a, a really tough thing so I hadn't gotten one in a very long time right. and I had put it off and put it off and I'm really proactive in every other way you know I've I've done the colonoscopy I've done the you know I've always gotten my pap smears I do I'm very proactive but I, I had such a, a, you know, that phobia with the, my prior experience with the mammogram. And, you know, after seeing you and, and, and how you, like, met it head on, and then we have a close friend of ours that yes. didn't go for screenings, and her mother tells us, and everyone she comes in close contact with, please get screened. Yeah. You know, my daughter should be here. Like, she yeah. was Absolutely. in her 50s. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so I, I just used that inspiration and I went this year and I did the ultrasound because I have very cystic breasts. So a mammogram almost always is going to come back as, sure. you know, they need to take a second look. And I thought it's just going to throw me right into PTSD. I'm going to, you know, so I did. I found an ultrasound company. It was not covered by insurance, but I went and so I got a clean bill that. of health. Um, but it is, it's so important. And it's especially, so. you know, you had said something before. You had such a stressful time period leading up to right. finding out that's that a, you were that's sick. That's a huge part of the cancer that I did have. I mean, obviously, and I'm, you know, a lot of it had to do with smoking. I was smoking a lot of cigarettes during th that stressful time in my life. I mean, unlike anything I've ever done before. And stress, just always stress worrying. Is just such it's a just a toxic. It's toxic. People for anyone. think that it's such a, you know, it's just oh, I'm under so much stress. My mother was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and she Sorry. asked the oncologist, 
Could stress do this because I, I had a, this has been a particularly stressful year for me when my mother got diagnosed. God bless you. And my, the doctor said to my mother, the oncologist, he said, you know the expression, you feel it in your gut? If you had a really stressful experience and yeah. you've had a, a, a long time yes. of constant stress, yes. and they're finding so many cancers are related to your gut, right? They want you to take probiotics and prebiotics. Yeah. And, 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 you know, but yeah, I mean, our bodies, you know, depression hurts, stress hurts. It does Well, it's just you. a body. I mean, if you fall down a flight of stairs, you're going to get broken in and, and bruised, you know, and it's the inside of your body. What makes you think it's any different? It is all about taking care of you and you first, following through with your health, being happy, trying your best to be your best because nobody else can do that for you. I know that, you know, I've lived that life yeah. and um, I can't stress enough to every woman out there and, and men too, you know, you're they're susceptible as well. Totally. They have to get, get yourself process. checked out, yeah, you know, take care out. of yourself. Yeah, yeah. because and a lot of this is treatable. It is. And and caught early, it is, it's a procedure and it's... And I know I sound care. like a broken record, but I'm also available to talk to anybody who's going through something like Thank that and sharing. doesn't it's have important. someone to speak yeah. with openly, honestly, and complete transparency. Lisa, so. how do people find you if they are... We can find me on Instagram. I'm Lilo Producer. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Daniela Barb. I love you both so much. <laughs> hot day in November. We're all sitting here melting. I love it. Good thing I took a shower. But anyways, thank you, Lisa, for uh, sharing you. your wisdom with us. Yes. And we loved having you, of course. It's been a long time coming. You should have been on a lot earlier. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you, guys. I love you both, and I love the we podcast. Love you it's too. amazing. Okay, I, I guess that does it for this episode of Honest AF. And if you have any products or subjects that you want us to talk about or review, let us know. Hit us up on our socials. Honest AF Show is our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. HonestAFShow.com is our website. And, yeah, be well. Take care of yourself. Go get examined. Yes. And, be proactive, um, people. Yes. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here, so we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.